Okay, let's go. From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Lane Gerbig, and you're listening to Eclipsed. And this is my dog, Snacks. <coughs> Snacks and I are co-hosting today's episode, and we're bringing you a story about two famous and almost forgotten dogs. Before we get into that, though, I want to tell you a little bit more about my reporting partner. So, Snacks is a mutt. She's got the face of an Australian shepherd, the body of a cattle dog, and the energy of a small child who just shotgunned the soda. She's black and white and gets hair all over the house. My partner and I adopted Snacks at the peak of the pandemic, when dogs were in high demand. Which, of course, hasn't always been the case. Today, we're exploring an era of American history where dogs weren't as beloved. That is, until two humble strays flipped the script and became celebrities. Their names were Bummer and Lazarus, and they ruled the streets of San Francisco in the 1860s. But they didn't just become famous overnight. Bummer and Laz earned their reputation the old-fashioned way. Hard work which is something I think Snacks could learn a little bit more about, because right now, as we're recording, she's snoring on the couch. So Snacks and I head to San Francisco to retrace the historic path these dogs blazed centuries ago. Snacks doesn't quite get the memo, though, because on the way out of our apartment, she dives butt-first into a nearby bush. (laughs) After the break, we hit the road. What was that, Snacks? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. My dog, Snacks, and I have just arrived in San Francisco. I think you should be able to pet babies. <laughs> oh, and my partner, Spencer, is here too. He's in charge of wrangling the talent while I hold the microphone. And we're here to discover how two stray dogs named Bummer and Lazarus, Laz for short, became celebrities. If all goes well, maybe Snacks can follow a similar path to stardom. We live in Los Angeles right now, and we're hoping that she gets discovered by a big-time Hollywood agent. But no such luck yet. So I think we're we're trying to go that way. We've made it to the neighborhood where Bummer and Laz used to live, a place called the Barbary Coast that's just east of the Golden Gate Bridge. And back in the 1860s, the Barbary Coast was full of prostitutes, drunks, stray dogs, rats, and trash. Snacks happens to love prostitutes, drunks, stray dogs, rats, and trash. So I thought she would love this trip. But now, the neighborhood looks a lot different. Today, the Barbary Coast is full of finance and tech offices. It's totally clean. And since we went on a weekend, it was deserted. So we needed to picture the San Francisco that Bummer and Laz actually lived in. That's why I enlisted the help of local historian and tour guide, Joseph Amster. I worked for a tour bus company and co-wrote a Barbary Coast tour. And 
nobody took it. Which really is a shame because this neighborhood has a wild history. Amster said that in the 1800s, San Francisco was just starting to turn from gold rush town into an actual developed city. But the Barbary Coast was an exception. It was filled with opium dens, brothels, saloons. There was a corner within the Barbary Coast of Kearney and Jackson that was called Murderer's Row because there was a murder there on the average once a day. There was a lot of lawlessness as well. It was definitely a wild time in San Francisco. Before there was the famous duo of Bummer and Laz, there was just Bummer. He was a big, shaggy, black and white dog with short little legs. People thought he maybe was a Newfoundland mix. And he was not the most handsome guy. He had a large underbite that showed his front teeth and sort of bulging eyes that were spaced oddly on his head. According to an 1861 article in the Alta California newspaper, Bummer got his name because he would roam up and down Montgomery Street, looking for an acquaintance or a lunch eater, basically bumming for handouts. But the business owners in the area, the people running the saloons and the brothels, they liked Bummer because he was good at killing rats. And there were a lot of rats. So Bummer kept busy, chasing rodents and making his rounds for scraps. But he had a pretty lonely life. He belonged to no one. He didn't have anyone to put a roof over his head or give him a regular meal. He didn't have anyone he could really count on. Until one day, Bummer came across a fight between two other neighborhood strays. By the time Bummer had arrived, the bigger of the two dogs was already winning. The smaller dog, a dog with yellow and black fur, was bleeding badly from a wound on its rear leg. Bummer rushed into the fight. He barked and chased the big dog away. But the dog that Bummer had just saved was already near death. So Bummer found shelter for his new friend and slowly nursed him back to health. That dog, of course, was Lazarus. People couldn't believe that he lived, so they named him after the biblical figure who rose from the dead. From that point forward, Bummer and Laz were rarely seen without each other. They begged for food together, they dug through trash together, and they killed lots of rats together. And then, they became famous together. Maybe you're wondering how we know so much about Bummer and Laz, two dogs that lived 150 years ago. Well, it's because the San Francisco newspapers at the time became very interested in Bummer and Laz. Journalists wrote a lot of articles about them, and readers supposedly ate it up. Historian Joseph Amster says that that's because people were kind of bored. I think a big factor in their popularity was that they were best friends, because it's hard to beat a good buddy comedy. But one big reason Bummer and Laz became famous was because of their association with another San Francisco celebrity, a guy named Joshua Abraham Norton. Norton was a once successful businessman who lost all of his money and then lost touch with reality. He became a vagrant, wandering the streets wearing a bejeweled top hat, and he declared himself Emperor Norton. Norton's story was depicted in an old Western anthology called Death Valley Days. This episode is from 1956. If I were emperor, I'd make things right. Yes, I, Emperor Norton. Lucky for us, 
we can talk to the emperor himself. Joseph Amster, the historian we spoke to earlier, gives tours of San Francisco in character as Norton. During our interview, he's actually in full regalia. He kind of looks like a Civil War reenactor that went to Mardi Gras. Uh, the hat, of course, is a top hat festooned with feathers and a little rosette with a jewel in front of it. So I asked him to give us Emperor Norton's insights on Bummer and Laz. How should I refer to you? As like sir or your highness? Uh, your imperial majesty, simply emperor, is sufficient. Nice. Well, thank you, your imperial majesty, for spending some time with us. You are most welcome. But Emperor Norton didn't really want to talk about the dogs. He's more into himself. I carry around one of these iPhones, I believe they're called. But mine's a very special one. It was given to me by Jebediah Jobs, Steve Jobs' great-grandfather, and it's steam-powered. Amazing. Bummer and Laz became A-list celebrities after one cartoonist started drawing them. The artist Edward Jump drew a picture of Bummer, Laz, and Norton, these three San Francisco characters, going around together asking for handouts. But the emperor was supposedly furious about this illustration. We talked to a cartoon historian named Richard West about it. Emperor Norton saw the broadside in a store window, and he reportedly broke his cane on the window in anger when he saw the cartoon. So Emperor Norton believed that the handouts and genuflection of the San Francisco public was his due as their emperor. And it was deeply offensive to him that these two no-good dogs were related to him. But the misconception that these three were a crew just kind of stuck. Again, here's that 50s TV show. For 21 years, Joshua Norton, always seen with his two dogs, Bummer and Lazarus, ruled his imaginary empire. Either way, the emperor's stardom elevated the already growing celebrity of Bummer and Laz. By the 1860s, these dogs were officially big time. So everyone knew who they were. If you said who was better known in San Francisco, the governor of the state or the dogs and Emperor Norton, I'd say the dogs and Emperor Norton. So Bummer and Laz are at the height of their celebrity. Not just because they were two lovable goofs, but because they were ruthless rat killers. Here's Joseph Amster, as himself, the historian. The city was just teeming with rats. Bummer and Lazarus were champion ratters. There's a newspaper account that they killed, I think it was 10,000 in just one session when they cleaned out an old market. The story in question comes from the San Francisco Bulletin. They report Bummer and Laz killed 400 rats when an old fruit market was cleared out. There's another account of the two killing 85 rats in a matter of minutes at another business. Not 10,000 rats, but overall, that's a big number. The paper said the town rings today with the stories of their prowess. But there's a problem. In addition to having too many rats, San Francisco also has too many dogs. Of course, these dogs were not as talented as our friends Bummer and Laz. Well, because of uh, the dog problem, there were these wild dogs biting people, the Board of Supervisors passed a resolution that any unclaimed, unmuzzled dogs had to be destroyed. People even left poisoned food out on the streets for the dogs to find. 
And the new dog catcher must have been merciless. Or maybe he just wasn't big on reading the newspaper. Because one day he picks up Lazarus. But just Lazarus. It's not clear how Bummer escaped, but I'd like to picture the two of them running away and Bummer peeling out around the side of a building into an alley just as Lazarus gets caught up in the dog catcher's net. Lazarus is locked up and set to be executed. Someone must have gotten suspicious when they saw Bummer without his friend, because Lazarus got bailed out. And then hundreds of San Franciscans banded together. So they lobbied the Board of Supervisors to pass a second ordinance that specifically exempted Bummer and Lazarus from the first one, making them the dogs of the people. Everybody owned Bummer and Lazarus, and that spared their lives. Wow. Has that ever happened before, do you know? Not that I know of, and I think it could only happen in San Francisco. Bummer and Laz are now above the law, just like real celebrities. But their reign can't last forever. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. pretty. Snacks Spencer and I are back in downtown San Francisco. We're in a park that has huge redwood trees. And just steps away, self-driving cars are loitering in the street, lapping the same block over and over. It's very San Francisco. But hidden away in the corner of this park, behind a lock gate, is a small brass plaque. Bummer and Laz are immortalized on it. Oh yeah, it's right there. You see it? Oh, right there. Yeah, the there's an inscription, but we can't read it from far away. But I'd like to think it says they were very good dogs. Bummer and Laz were famous, but they were still strays, without a home and vulnerable to all the dangers of street life. Laz died in 1863. The rumor was he was poisoned by a vengeful man who claimed Lazarus bit his son. Bummer was inconsolable after his friend died. He continued to kill rats, but kept close to the saloon where a taxidermy Lazarus sat in a window, in a place of honor. Bummer hung on for a couple more years, until a drunk kicked him down a flight of stairs. He had trouble walking after this, but he kept soldiering on. In 1865, San Francisco had a major earthquake that badly damaged City Hall, and at least according to one paper, put a crack in every building in the city. 
People figured that surely this earthquake must have finished off Bummer. But then they saw him alive. There's even a cartoon of Bummer running happily through the rubble as the humans panicked. Bummer died a month after the earthquake shook the city. He was eulogized by Mark Twain, who said he died full of years and honor and disease and fleas. Bummer was also stuffed and put in the saloon window next to his friend Laz. The Barbary Coast that Bummer and Laz once ruled couldn't last. After the earthquake pretty much decimated the city, things kept changing in the neighborhood. Eventually, the U.S. Navy demanded that the Barbary Coast needed cleaning up. The neighborhood was too dirty, and too many sailors were contracting STDs. And so, the dog days of Bummer and Laz were almost forgotten. But in the 1980s, an author named Malcolm Barker got interested in the Bummer and Laz story. He documented their history in a book called Bummer and Lazarus, San Francisco's Famous Dogs. He even was able to track down a photo of the stuffed Bummer and Laz. Can you describe what that that taxidermy looks like? Because the photo to me is pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, they're pretty gruesome looking in the photo. You know, Bummer is clearly a, a very old and decrepit dog by this point. Lazarus looks a little more alert, uh, and maybe that's just the way he was taxidermied, but Bummer just looks like he's had enough. It's true. Lazarus looks all perky, sticking his nose in the air like he's just caught the whiff of a rat. And Bummer looks exhausted, like he's lived a very, very full life, which I think they both did. So now that we're at the end of the story, what can Snacks learn from her predecessors? Perhaps she can take some of these lessons and apply them to her quest for fame. So, let's review. Bummer and Laz became famous for a variety of reasons. They were good at their job, killing rats. They associated with local celebrities like Emperor Norton, which amplified their fame even more. And they were two goofy friends that people just loved. Now, Snacks has never killed a rat, and she has not hit it off with any celebrities. And unfortunately, she does not have a dog best friend. We can't really break it to her that the weird dog she hangs out with all day is actually a cat. But differences aside, I still think Bummer and Laz and Snacks are cut from the same cloth. As I mentioned in the beginning, we got Snacks from a rescue. And Bummer and Laz may have played a part in convincing humans to start these kinds of organizations. When we were on the street in the Barbary Coast, we came across a plaque commemorating the formation of the San Francisco Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, the SPCA. This organization has chapters all over the country now. But it was founded just a few years after Bummer and Laz died. It was a sad pig-related incident that inspired the formation of the organization, but it's hard to believe that Bummer and Laz were not in the founder's mind somewhere. The organization was formed right there in the Barbary Coast. I like the idea of Bummer and Laz continuing to do good for their fellow strays. So we're just going to go with it. Some facts are too good to check. Eclipsed is a production of Campside Media. It's hosted by Bijan Steven, but this week it's hosted by me, Lane Gerbig. We're written by Michael Canyon Meyer. We're produced by Lane Gerbig and Joe Hawthorne. Archival research by Caitlin Rathie 
and were fact-checked by Alex Yablon. Engineering by Garrett Tiedemann. Our theme song is by Doug Slaywin. Our executive producers are Bijan Steven and Michael Canine Canyon Meyer. The executive producers at Campside Media are Matt Chair, Adam Hoff, Josh Dean, and Vanessa Gregoriadis. Thanks to Malcolm Barker, author of the book Bummer and Lazarus, The Famous Dogs of San Francisco. And thanks to Joseph Amster for getting into character and sharing his San Francisco wisdom. You can check out EmperorNortonTour.com, where you can learn more about the Emperor's fantastic San Francisco time machine. Thanks to Richard West for sharing his cartoon expertise. Additional research was done by Callie Hitchcock. Thank you, Kelly. And special thanks to Spencer Rose for talent management on this episode. If you want to say hello or what's up, drop us a line at eclipsed at campsidemedia.com or tweet at us at eclipsedpod. You can even send us a text. We're 917-810-3294. Thanks for listening. See you next time.